0: Hello, welcome back to the Student Pages podcast. We have Crystal Rocks in the building. How are you, Crystal?
1: I'm so well, mate. Thanks for having me.
0: Fantastic. Crystal is, uh, how would you, you are, you are an entrepreneur, you are a DJ, you are a producer. Great. How would you, how would you describe yourself? Have I, have I missed anything?
1: Um, pretty good at juggling. Oh, are you? You, you didn't mention that.
0: Do you, uh, how long have you been juggling for?
1: i joking. I can't juggle. You can't juggle. But it's actually a very good cognitive skill that all of us should learn to keep our mind active and we'll leave it there (laughs) i still can't juggle (laughs) fantastic
0: oh how was your halloween Kristen? um
1: my halloween was very good thank you mate there was a um fantastic um party at the groucho last night where i may have spun some tunes including the monster mash because nice you know it's halloween be rude not to
0: a bop love that yeah (laughs) what what have you been up to recently what have you where have you been spinning
1: well, gosh, spinning all over the place, <laughs> mostly plates. <laughs> 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 um, we've just finished um, a residency at Ibiza Rocks, which has been an absolute joy. Wow. Yeah, so um, and lots and lots of fun. Um, a monthly residency for my club brand, Superfox, which is all female talent. So we were very blessed to have... Um, uh, like 36 female artists perform across the summer in Ibiza. Wow. Yeah, it was very, very cool. It's um, a collective of female talent hosting parties um, and they are in wellness and music. Music is the common thread throughout the event. Um, so it's music for yoga, music for hit training, boxing, taekwondo, whatever you can imagine, we can supply the music for. And then obviously Party Party in the club.
0: But it's a healthy party.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's another way of being um, on the dance floor that doesn't just mean clubbing with a DJ because there's another activity, which is sport. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Mostly for the daytime, right? So, like, you know, Ibiza Rock's shows were day parties. So between two and nine, we, we you know, curated the whole party.
0: Must have been nice. Is it depressing to come back here and it's everything's grey?
1: It was. It's pretty grey outside, but you know I love London for that. Yeah. I love. I kind of like the fact that you can get your big coat out. You know, it's a bit grey, and you can just wrap up. London's. You know, that's what we're known for. Hey. Yeah. yeah.
0: Does it make you sad to come back here after the? I saw some lov- some great videos on your Instagram of uh yeah. see, the sky was blue people people were having a great time.
1: Look, if you had the choice to be in blue skies and, you know, sunshine in Ibiza, I I'd, I'd pick it every time. But, you know, it's uh it's it's good. We've had a great season and looking forward to being back there next year.
0: Fantastic. And 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 Supervox is uh also all all female DJs. Yeah. And uh I was we had Jaguar on here. I don't know if you know Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. had Jaguar on here recently and she was she was talking about how she thinks it's important that we see more uh female DJs, more female representation uh, yeah. in the DJing world. Do you feel like it's quite a male dominated uh
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's it's just, you know, um amplifying women in all industries is only a good thing. Um it means that we can uh you know, be paid equally there are more opportunities. Um, so obviously music is, is what we represent, but um, it's not just music, it's um, an all manner of things, tech, science, hmm. um, the fitness industry, nutrition, politics especially, yeah. Hmm. So um, we, we're using music to amplify women as DJs, artists, and everything else
0: amazing yeah and that's this is just one of your many events you must be so busy because you've, you've you do super fox you're mm. you're starting uh you're having a new club night on at the Wellington after your radio
1: correct yeah yeah we, we're gonna turn we have a, a show at Soho radio not far from here um, every Friday night six to eight and that is um you know like all the best dance music with some fun informative guests So we we have a platform for women in music. So we have uh, women um, in the music industry every week. And we have something topical. Last week we had um, Dolly who curated Rebel Radio during Extinction Rebellion. Um, So, yeah, it's an opportunity to kind of topically talk about what's happening in the world and play some great dance music.
0: Mm, Amazing. And also, you've got a new new record?
1: I've got a new record. Um, Yeah, we... um, Last month, released Free Kit, which was about essentially working out and going out. So, Free Kit being the going out, uh-huh. and Work It being the you know fitness side of um, music. So yeah, we released that, and then there's a vocal version coming at the end of the month, okay. before Christmas. Brilliant. Yeah, Amazing. it's really exciting.
0: Is it because it seems like the fitness side is very important to you as well as the music side? Yeah. Does it? Do you, how do you view the kind of? Uh, I'm going to talk. I want to talk about a, a bit of the drug culture mm. in terms of listening to house music and DJing and yeah, stuff. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Is this a, do you, do you see this as an incredibly negative kind of? Uh, I mean, of course, it's of course, of course it's negative. Of course, yeah. drugs are negative.
1: Drugs generally are Students, pretty negative. <laughs> <laughs> but, Say um, no, kids.
0: <laughs> does it, does it, does it annoy you to see people? uh not annoy you but mm. would you would you rather sort of this drug taking culture be less of a part of listening to uh, house music or
1: uh, you know from the beginning of time mm. um they've kind of been hand in hand i didn't really notice drug culture at all for the first kind of seven or eight years of djing it genuinely passed me by right. because i was so busy jumping around <laughs> and playing music that i loved and yeah. i didn't really realize about alcohol or drugs um obviously as i became you know doing sort of bigger events bigger shows and stuff i noticed it more and um yeah it kind of just detracts away from the music you know i do a party called morning gloryville and that is a totally sober um rave hmm. um we host them in the mornings and it is a I- totally joyful example of how music is everything you need, and that's it. You know, in it to to make a really good party, mm. it's just about the selector, the way you play the records, and the records themselves. It's not about anything else. We've I did a show with I did the warm up for when Fatboy Slim played for Morning Gloryville, and it was Oval Space, and the roof. Genuinely, nearly flew off. Really, it Fantastic. was. It was so electrifying, and he—he he obviously is incredible. Um, but to to witness that from a room full of totally sober people at like ten o'clock in the morning, mm. it was just like the best thing ever.
0: Mental. Yeah. I, I'm honestly, I'm 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 surprised that yeah. for for seven or eight years, it sort of the drug culture passed you I by.
1: Know. I'm a bit of a geek, though. Really, you know, like I'm kind of just. I just love music. No, but you must so, have been
0: to some crazy.
1: Oh, certainly. I've been to many, many crazy, crazy things and yeah. it's all great. You know, yeah. but, um, but I just know that, um, music is the answer, not anything else, Okay. including things like now being m- really kind of quite in the fitness industry,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, even like your choice of, um, alcohol when you go out, like low sugars is so much better for you. Um. When you you know if you want to if you want to party all night, you're better off to do like low sugar drinks, eat well before you go out. That kind of vibe, you know, and then you can really just like lock in, enjoy the music.
0: Love that. Yeah. And we when we were talking about um, Fat Boy Slim set at Oval Space, yeah. is there? How long have you been a DJ, by the way?
1: I've been a DJ for about twelve years.
0: Okay, right. So in I'm 105. <laughs> in that twelve years, <laughs> yeah, is there? This is going to be a tough question right. Mm. But is there one set that that st- like a set that like blew your mind or a night that you remember is like that was a that was a crazy night. Yeah,
1: I would actually I'd probably reference the the warm up Fatboy Slim because yeah. he's like my ultimate DJ and producer and yeah. um that was unreal. I was literally I was shaking so much that when I was like touching any of the um mixer my hands were literally trembling so the, the faders were going all over the place but yeah he, it was that was amazing because it was exactly my type of music really good vibes massive energy um you know and to warm up for him sounds amazing yeah
0: and you've warmed up for fat boy slim you've warmed mm. up for annie Mac, basement yeah. jacks yeah. you've warmed up for some amazing people
1: yeah been lucky, yeah. It wasn't really a question. That <laughs> was just I'm <laughs> just, just letting statement. you know. <laughs> Certified, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what though? What's brilliant? I kind of I kind of uh, was at, in the right place at the right time because conscious clubbing that community with Morning Gloryville and those kinds of raves um, saw a big um, insurgence of people like Fat Whistling Basement Jacks, uh, Groove Armada, mm. robbed a bank. And, you know, these are all like minded people who just adore music so much and love that vibe. And I just happened to be like, I mean, I'm so grateful, but they just picked me to do all the warm ups, which was amazing because there's a big pool of people, you know, That mm. and we're all, you know, we all get to do great, great things. But yeah, I mean, I yeah, that's, that some highlights for me.
0: Was it always your plan to be a DJ?
1: No, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> I was in musical theatre and television. Okay. For the first part of my twenties. I was actually in a show down here at the Palace Theatre called Spamalot, which was a Monty You're Python. You were in Spamalot. Music. Do you know it? Of course. Hooray. Of course,
0: Monty Python. Yeah. In Spam-A-Lot.
1: It was based on the Holy Grail. Yeah. And it was the funniest thing ever. It was brilliant. So when it first came to the West End I did that for two and a half, three years. And Wow. Yeah, I did that for, I did theatre for a long, long time. That's what I trained in. Yeah. What was your character? In a show in off, professional it, show off. It, oh,
0: go for it. Yeah. It's a podcast. Thanks, Dolly. What um what, what what character were you in spam a lot?
1: Oh, there were like six girls and um we just did all the cameos, all the singing, dancing. Yeah, all the brilliant bits. I had to have a um a fight a, a sword fight with a baguette. That kind of vibe. You know. <laughs> there's nothing lot to love about that. So amazing. Yeah, so, so I did that first. Yeah. And then I fell out I then I s- stopped doing theatre, not deliberately, but I had an opportunity where somebody I was teaching with, I was teaching theatre and um one of the other teachers said he was DJing in the evening and I was like, I'm pretty sure I could do that because I could produce and I made remixes and mashups just because I loved music. So for the shows I used to make all the warm up music and because it was a wide um age group there were people like tim curry in the show who was like i don't know probably early 60s and then 21 year olds i would be doing like mashups of like james brown and beyonce and then um yeah and then the opportunity came up they said well there there weren't very many female djs and his agent was probably keen to have one so why don't you submit a mix which i did and then i started doing the west end circuit actually i opened a club five days later with no experience whatsoever
0: you opened the club
1: it was having a refurbishment and it's it was it was called opal and it was on the embankment just under the arch and they refurbed it and they said yeah you know you can you this was on the tuesday and on the friday could you open are you busy friday could you open the club and i was like yeah but of course i can
0: i think i know i think i know where that is yeah
1: It was like a, you know, after work kind of thing. And what was really interesting was it was like, there was a happy hour, so it was like six till nine, and then you'd get a totally different group of people from nine till three in the morning. So you'd basically end up playing the same set twice, like six hours worth of mixing. So once I nailed the first one, I used to go into the club and practice every day. Amazing. Yeah, and then I had an, an opportunity to audition for Head candy at Ministry of Sound about two or three years later. And that's it. And then I went on tour for ministry around the world. And that's when I set up Superfox because I saw what was going on in India, in Brazil, wherever. And I just thought we should be making more money for women. This is really rubbish. So yeah. let's, let's like teach girls how to mix because there aren't many of us.
0: That's to I mean, to go from doing musical theatre to opening a nightclub.
1: Yeah.
0: Sort of in a short space of time. Yeah. That's incredible. Have you? I mean, <laughs> have you opened n- other nightclubs since?
1: I well, you, well, every time you do a set in a club, it's like, you know, you're opening it for the first time, for you, for, from the DJ perspective. Right, right, right. Because you, you know, it's your first experience of being in the club. So right, you okay. just bring, you just bring your A game every time you go to any venue, you know.
0: Do you have a favourite nightclub?
1: Um, I love ministry, you know. I love, I love Glitterbox. I don't know if you know Glitterbox, but it's um, you know part of the Defected family. And it's like just the best, best party ever. And I <laughs> went every time we did a show in Ibiza, that night was a Glitterbox night. So our party finished about nine, we'd all go get ready and then go out to Glitterbox. And it was, yeah, that's a phenomenal night at High in Ibiza, which is also one of the best venues on the planet. What's it you l- must go. Have you been? I've not been Have to Ibiza. Have you been to Ibiza? No. I've never been. No. What's going on, Finley? Come on.
0: What, what next what,
1: year. Sell it to me. Next year. It's like it's like nowhere else on earth. It's right. just bliss. It's not just about the club culture. There is a whole side of the island, uh, what well, the, the island itself is, you know, totally beautiful. Mm. Um and there's so so many different parts of Ibiza. Um, to explore so every time you go you know it's important that well when you go do the parties <laughs> of course but also you know check out the island for its beauty because it's vast
0: interesting because i do because i live with three djs do you I live yeah i live like th- i live with three techno djs
1: cool and they have obviously been to ibiza no what i because i don't i
0: don't know i don't I, I have no concept of what it's what in it's Leon? like. In
1: <laughs> is this in <Italy> Lyon?
0: <laughs> no, this is um well I, well I say I live with them. I, I used to live with okay. them. I okay. was there last night so I got confused. But okay, um fine. Yeah, but I mean living there is like being I mean, it's not like being an like, say it's like being in, living like, in your house. Li- li- living in our flat was like is like being an Ibiza. Yeah.
1: Constant tunes.
0: Yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much constant tunes. So
1: you must have like a natural kind of uh knowledge of music.
0: Uh no. But great. But if <laughs> you're not listening hard enough, if I'm woken up in the morning by yeah. drum and bass. Yeah. I'm not shocked. Fine. If that if that was to happen, I
1: actually think I probably should move into your house <laughs> because I'd really like that.
0: <laughs> it was um, I lived. My room was right above. OK, so my flatmate built the DJ console before he built the kitchen table. Of course. So that was the priority.
1: Eating not necessary.
0: Yeah, and he built it right underneath my room, and I was so annoyed because <laughs> because wow. I knew that I would be able to hear. Um, luckily, our neighbours um, were either deaf or or <laughs> just um, very too polite to say anything. <laughs> but we they're um, probably raving in their yeah, kitchens. Probably
1: they're probably loving it. Like yes. Hope he turns it up a bit more. <laughs> but hope it, I, hope, I wish it was louder.
0: I don't think so. I think it was a family. <laughs> uh, uh yeah. I don't know what. I, I wonder what that kid's like now. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Never been to. Never been to Ibiza. It's. Is it. It's it, all
1: ahead of you, my friend.
0: Is it one of these places like? I oh, is it? It's not one of these places like kind of, uh, where you just you 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 go out and it's just kind of, is the word debauchery.
1: I think debauchery is certainly relevant in Ibiza. Absolutely.
0: Is it that, is it that kind of place? Almost necessary. Yes, is absolutely. Is it like like buckets of vodka for a euro or something?
1: Oh, no. It's 15 euros for a bottle of water. So oh, we right. could be further from the truth. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But actually, actually, that's um, there's some water initiatives I've heard. I've spoke to a few friends about that are happening next year because they're trying to get... Ibiza as sustainable as possible <coughs> and make water available for free in nightclubs because naturally people are, you know, drinking a lot mm. and such. And so water and is necessary. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's Ibiza. Um, and, and it's very hot, you know, and you, you know, you can't two step all night without water. Yeah. So, yeah, they're trying to they are trying to make it available in, in clubs, but they make so much money from it. It's very difficult.
0: I think you should put that 'cause I saw you I saw you put one of your own quotes on Instagram. Yes. I think you should put you can't you can't two step all night without water.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I might put it on a T shirt.
0: There you go. But <laughs> oh God, I Ib-
1: <laughs> It's all ahead of you, my friend, if you want any advice. I'm your Yeah.
0: Girl. What's what's the what's the Ibiza survival guide?
1: Mm. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Get on that a plane was a and good go answer. home. <laughs> um, the Ibiza survival guide is: <laughs> uh, don't miss your flight, like everybody always does. Really? Everybody always does. Yeah, I mean there must be so many vacant seats on the way back, and also the flights in and out of Ibiza are really odd times. So you can like leave at one thirty in the morning or arrive at one thirty in the morning. It has been known, present company included. To go to a, a very fantastic club called DC10, which is like the club uh, alongside High, and DC10 is you know an amazing venue, but it's very close to the airport. So yeah. I have taken my luggage. Many people do to the club and then go from the club straight to the airport.
0: You take your luggage to the club. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Have, yeah.
0: What's it like? What's it like in Ibiza for the people that live there?
1: Um, do they get into it or do I they? Yeah, I mean, I think you you couldn't avoid. No, perhaps you could avoid it if you lived there. I know, I know, you know, a fair amount of people who live there all year round. And um, yeah, as I said, it's like the island is beautiful, so there are so many other aspects to it aside from the parties. But yeah, I mean, you'd be you'd be hard pushed to avoid it totally.
0: And do you have uh do you have any stories about uh, like a cra- like a crazy night in Ibiza or something you can? You can tell me. Honestly, I'm so curious. I'm not sure
1: if I can tell any of them. No, please, 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 please. Um, have I got any stories for my b My goodness. I can literally hear all of my friends eking at me. Um, <laughs> have I got any stories? Not not many I could share. But, yeah, normally I'll end up on somebody's shoulders in the middle of the club. You know, just because, you know, why not? I like to jump around. I can't actually help it. You know, it's... Uh, I have, like... <laughs> Activity Tourette's. Yeah. <laughs> Where I have to just, you know, like, I will be the one running around going, Have you heard this record? Oh my God, grabbing people, putting them on the dance floor. Yeah. So um, mostly my stories involve me running around like a lunatic.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Do you have, when you, because um, you were t- talking about, um, like, well, have you heard this record? This, my flatmates do this all the time. Like, yeah. they've got to put something on. Do you have, like, a, like an like a like a track like an old school track or something you're always excited to drop
1: yeah i've got some really cool mashups of stuff that's like that i've had for ages actually but you just know that whenever you drop it wherever you are in the world it's going to go off yeah 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 stuff like i've got remixes of like faithless insomnia and um oh like you know when you mash up something really super new like um fisher losing it I don't know if you know the record is it, it was massive I'm lame, and I'm fish sorry. is massive um yeah i've got some like kind of cool mashups of stuff like from him and i've got a have got a mashup of um camel fat cola do you remember that record recently oh my god i need to take you out i'm sorry it it was huge but do but take was, me out yeah i will and there's a mashup of that with um i see you baby from groove yeah, armada yeah it's yeah, so yeah, good yeah, yeah. and i think i opened I think I played it in every single set I did, and it just goes off. Everyone loves it.
0: My friends do that. My yeah. friend because they got they got to do um, pickle factory for the second time. Yeah. Recently, and uh, there's this there's this I think it's like a like a gypsy woman remix. Yeah. It's like an uh, like an old school rave uh, kind of yeah remix of it. Yeah. That they although I'm always like you're gonna what are you gonna do it? I, yeah. I'm here now. When yeah, are you, you gonna, know they're gonna drop it. Put it on,
1: yeah. Um, oh my gosh, rip groove. Uh, Is an amazing record that I love dropping every time. And you know when you drop it, everyone's gonna go, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's another one of those. Do you ever get, mm. do you ever get
0: tired? Do you I'm ever just think, I'm oh, I wanna stay in? i exhausted,
1: mate. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a balance, right? I've been doing it a long time now, so mm. you can't just be out, out all the time. You've gotta be um, doing your yoga, mostly. Yeah. Um, And the balance of that is always tricky. I think that is true of anything because if you love doing something, the tendency is to do it all the time. So thankfully I love yoga. You can't go wrong with doing that too much. You can't be told off for doing too much of that. But I also (laughs) like going out and that is uh, yeah, a hard one to balance.
0: There must've been times where you just became nocturnal.
1: Yes, now. Now,
0: (laughs) but you still get up for yoga.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, like anything from kind of Thursday through to Sunday is twenty four hours, and the first part of the week is recovery at the moment because we have, you know, club nights we're putting on and radio and loads of really exciting stuff. So yeah, it's a balance, but it's it's a they are, they are lovely problems to have balancing what you love.
0: Oh, that's sweet. Did, okay. By the way, did you um? Because there's a student podcast, probably asked, did you did you yeah. go to uni?
1: I didn't go to uni. I went to a performing arts college in Essex, where I'm from. Oh,
0: you're from Essex? I'm from Essex. Whereabouts in Essex are you from?
1: I was born in Romford, and I grew up in Billericay.
0: Okay, proper Essex.
1: Proper? Proper Essex. None of this Woodford stuff.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: not, are you from Woodford? No,
0: I went, I went to school in... Um, did you? In Snaresbrook, I don't even know Snaresbrook.
1: Snaresbrook, sounds like it's on the tube. It's
0: right next to Wood. yeah, basically. doesn't
1: count. Not Essex. Not Essex. Chigwell, not Essex. It's, Chig- Chigwell is. is Essex. It is the loop.
0: Oh my god. The loop. If so you're I on the loop, stuck
1: on that central line, my friend. My god, it's not worth it.
0: I used to have a friend in uh, <laughs> Grange Hill, and it goes to Hainaut and then stops.
1: Okay. The,
0: the depot is there, so you have to get on another train.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: We had to stop being friends.
1: Do we had to stop being friends. You never went to Essex again.
0: No, I, I, yeah, I go back all the time. Do you? Got to go slug and lettuce.
1: The slug and lettuce. That's not exclusive to Essex, though. I think there's one of those around the corner.
0: Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's <laughs> an Essex. No one cares about it apart from people from Essex.
1: <laughs> it's mad the difference that um that 50 minute journey from Southend into London. Hmm. You know, you can you can physically feel the change as far as you get to like as soon as you go through Barking, it's like oh. what? Mate, like, I saw yeah. a, I
0: saw a horse in Barking side the other day. You saw a horse out of the tu- wind of the, the window of the tube, <laughs> a horse.
1: Where on the platform
0: no, on the, there was there was of course just a, a, some sort of meadow behind the tube sure. station because
1: because let's not forget Essex is lush and green and fantastic again, it's like the i'm gonna, i'm gonna i'm gonna compare Essex <laughs> to Ibiza <laughs> and say it's got so much to offer, so yeah.
0: whether it's essex <laughs> or Ibiza, I mean yeah, same thing
1: yeah, oh yeah, much the same people have I've heard it said. I feel like I'm in Essex. <laughs> no one has ever said that, ever.
0: We've no, I can imagine this. Never been no, you there, you until don't just, now. You don't see people you you know from, from Essex. And I, I mean, it must be 50% oh yeah. people from Essex. And I, I
1: was, so, and, yeah, for sure. I was cycling <laughs> a, along um, Santa Monica Boulevard in LA and bumped into two people from Southend. No way. Yeah. You can't escape. They get about. There's nothing wrong with anyone from Essex. They are the salt of the earth. They are hands down. Never that, meet a bad Essex. Person. That's
0: the right expression. I tried to because in France, I'm I'm always trying to explain <laughs> what the word "geezer" means.
1: Sure. What did you come up with?
0: What well, I said, salt of the earth. I said it's a. I said it's someone. Yeah. A, someone who's got uh kind of silver tongued. Silver tongued. So someone who's very you know. Yeah. Good with words. <laughs> Someone who can sell you something.
1: Yeah, they're probably going to sell you a dodgy Rolex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: thanks so much for coming on, Crystal.
1: Hey, thanks so much, mate. I hope We're that's been informative and fun for you. Yeah, I loved it. Me.
0: Loved it. It's been great. I didn't, didn't quite tease any <laughs> mental stories out of you, but I, I did my best. Um, thanks so much. It's been loads of fun. Uh, and uh, catch you next time on the Student Pages podcast.